From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. Or send us your hug email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we talk about making time for the two of you as a couple, why you need to do this, and where you can find those precious moments. And as we talk about time, I want you to think about this quote attributed to Anonymous that says, the greatest gift you can give someone is your time. Because when you are giving your time, you're giving a portion of your life that you can never get back. So true. Wow. When you start thinking about your time and and the time that you give to one another as a couple, and you think of it in light of giving a gift that you can never get back, uh, puts a little perspective around it. We're going to be wrapping today's whole show around this idea. But before we do that, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And we love sharing the hugs, letting you all hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's had breakthrough, who has seen change in their relationship. And this week's hug is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. And you can check them out at ZipRecruiter.com one. A fresh new year has begun. And if you're setting new goals for your business, it's extremely difficult to reach them without the right people on your team. And ZipRecruiter has transformed how you go about finding them. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just Mm -hmm. one click. Talk about easy. Talk about easy. Then ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates and invites them to apply. They even review every application to identify the top candidates so you never miss a great match. How awesome is that? And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. It's no wonder that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Mm -hmm. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, one listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. We love that word. Mm -hmm. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash one. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash one. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash one. Now, this hug comes from an email that I received from one of my coaching clients. Yeah. And they said, the wife said, I was fortunate enough to come across your podcast while searching online for a resource about marriage. I began listening and immediately loved the openness, relevance, and practical strategies you shared. And that's what we try to do each and every week. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys, it's sort of like just a, 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 a quick like technical background, sort of the, the show. I mean, we have our, our entry. We talk about what we want to talk about. And then you guys notice. So one of the things we always want you guys to do is take away something. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we, you know, we want you to be able to sink your teeth into something that you can do this week, next week, this month, this year for your marriage. Absolutely. And she goes on to say, my husband and I have been married four years. It's been a whirlwind. Mm new jobs, a new home, two children. While our marriage has been wonderful at times, we've also had our share of conflict and communication problems. When my husband came up with the idea of going on a trip to Mexico next summer to celebrate our fifth anniversary, I honestly found myself thinking, 
what would we even be celebrating? Mm, wow. I instead proposed to him that we put our money toward marriage coaching to address some of the issues we've been experiencing. He loved the idea. And now we've had five coaching sessions with Elisa. Wow. We felt from the very first session that Elisa just got it. She could pinpoint our issues and also help us come up with tangible strategies to solve them. For my husband and me, listening to the podcast was not enough. We needed the accountability of a coach. Working with Elisa has helped us set aside time for each other and communicate openly, even in a very busy season of life. We are a work in progress, but we are making real improvements and enjoying one another more than we have in quite a while. Anyone who's on the fence about coaching, do it. It has been a game changer for us. Thank you both for everything. Love you guys. I love that email. It's incredible. I love that hug. And really, you know, when when you're reading that to me, and and it did hit me. I mean, there's a lot that's gone on in this couple's life in Mm -hmm. the first four years of marriage, you know? And it just takes me back to where we were four years in. I mean, I was just coming back from the Pacific Crest Trail. We were... That was the first time we actually uttered the word divorce. and We were, were looking, a hot mess. We were. We didn't have two kids and we weren't moving in. Well, actually, we did. We had moved. <laughs> we, we, we were moving into a new uh, condo in Orange County area. And so I can I can go back and I can understand that. We didn't have the two kids. We, our kids came later. But, but we had moved four times. Yes. By that point. By that point mm-hmm. in, our, in our four years of marriage. That, that is totally correct. So kudos to them. And for those of you out there who may be, you know, you're in a similar place. Hey, Check out Coaching with Elisa. You go to com slash coaching and you can learn more about that and, and you can even schedule a session right there with her. And the thing is, you know, I love that she said that they made the decision to set aside time, mm-hmm. right? Because just like just like that couple, right, who are, are juggling kids and jobs and, and house responsibilities and all this kind of stuff, so are you, mm-hmm. right? We've got kids, we've got jobs. Some of you are taking care of aging parents. You're volunteering, you're doing the work around the house, you're paying the bills, you're trying to hang out with the friends. And, and none of these are actually bad things. You're just coming to the point where you realize there's something missing in the relationship with the one that you stood up and said, I do too, mm-hmm. right? With yeah. the person that you said, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But, but you start to get the sense that there's this growing disconnect and you can't quite put your finger on it, right? A lot of couples, especially when they first come to coaching, they're like, I'm not really sure. But they'll say things like, I-, I can't remember the last time we actually had a conversation that was about something else besides the kids or paying the bills, mm-hmm. right? That's what all the conversations tend to, to roll around or, or the date nights, if they happen, which, you know, part of why we're even talking about this show is because we know for a lot of you, they're not happening, you know, if they are, they look pretty much the same from date night to date night. I mean, you guys may be so regular as to know that you're going to the exact same restaurant and ordering the exact same thing and, and then going to see a movie. Like that's just date night, mm-hmm. right? No excitement, no anticipation. Just, yeah, we're, we're out on a date, but you're, you might as well just be home eating leftovers for all the excitement it brings. What can I do? And I just want to bring this up this week because that's what we—that's what we're leading this whole year in—is mm-hmm. what can I do? And at least I just bringing up that date night. We went out on Friday night, and in my book that morning, my journal that I'm writing, I wrote down what can I do, and I said I can leave my phone in the car when we go to eat. And in all honesty, you guys intentionality being intentional right there and then saying that's what I was going to do and then actually doing it made a huge 
I think it made a huge difference for us on our date night, Friday night, and, and the intentionality we had to connect. Because just like you guys, we can we can pull in our phones and just sit on them and, oh, what about this? And then before you know, we're just looking at our Let's screens instead of each other. And so uh, always think about that. What can I do? And we're going to be talking about screen time yeah, here in a couple of minutes. Because, you know, we're talking about how the two of you are spending time as a couple, right? The conversations that you're having, the recreational intimacy, and even the physical intimacy. Because some of you honestly can't remember the last time that you had sex, the last time that you touched one another, even in a non-sexual, right? Because you've got all these things pulling at you. and, And, you know, here's the reality about time. It's such a precious commodity but we can't ever make more of it, right? You have what you have. That's it. And the the truth is, is that you have this very next week, 168 hours. You do. I yep. do. Tony does. Your spouse does. We all have this 168 hours. But how we choose to invest those hours will vary greatly from person to person, right? And it's also looking at you, in addition to how you spend your time, what are you saying about your life by how you spend your time, right? What are your priorities? And does what you say about your priorities, is that actually backed up with your time? Because it's one thing for me to say, you know what, my marriage is a priority. And another thing for me to look at my calendar for a week and not find Tony on there at all. And when we talk about this, and we've discussed this in the past, so for all you new listeners, welcome. We're honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And those part of the one family and have been listening, we're not saying that, hey, because you go to work for eight hours a day, you know, you also have to spend eight hours a day on your marriage. It, it would be very difficult. And with what we've taught here at One Extraordinary Marriage, you can do very little in terms of how much time is um, connected to work. So eight hours of work, if you did an hour, you know, you're saying a 40 hour week, you do one hour coffee break. You better believe how much of a difference that makes. That's almost like a one to 40, man. It'll, it'll change your marriage just doing a coffee break. Absolutely. You know, in, in a one week time of 160 hours that you have. So we're not saying, Hey, if you do eight hours in a day, you got to do eight hours in your marriage. No, but we're saying you do need to be intentional. Really look at that time you do spend together. Absolutely. And the truth is, uh, just to piggyback on what you're saying, is that it's not going to be equal time. That's what I'm saying. What we're looking at is what is the quality of the time that the two of you spend together. And I I just want to share, you know, in in preparing for the show, we were doing some research and there was a a Nielsen Company audience report that came out uh, July. It was in a CNN article on July 29th, 2016. It was for first quarter 2016. And just some of these statistics... I think are going to shock and maybe maybe just rattle your cages just a little bit. So they said Americans spend 10 hours and 39 minutes a day consuming media. Now that's phones, TV, computers. I mean, we're just we're taking so much in terms of input. Uh, just using our phones, roughly an hour and 39 minutes a day. Okay, so almost two hours a day just consuming media off of our phones. The average adult spends four and a half hours a day watching TV. That, mm. <laughs> that's a lot of time watching TV. Mm-hmm. Now, guilty. I mean, you should see our house during football season, like Saturdays, football, college football. It's on, like, I get it. It's a real thing. The report concluded that out of 168 hours in a week, we spend more than 50 hours with our devices. 
Let me break that down for you. If you're working 40 hours a week, check. Sleeping, if you're lucky, they're saying on average, it's about seven hours a night. Um, so seven times seven, that's 49. Personal care is about three hours a day, so another 21 hours, which leaves 58 hours a week. If there's only 58 hours a week left for all the other stuff, and the average American is spending 50 of those hours consuming media, can we just get a little bit of a wake-up call here that there's not a lot of time that the two of you are spending as a couple if all of these numbers are even close to playing out in your family? Right, because here we're not even taking into account drive time which is something I, I, you know, just thinking it for myself, you know, driving in and out of work. So you got drive time for those of us who have kids that um, were driving to and from school activities. Uh, there's no church time in here. So that's another few hours a week, depending on where you go to church and how many times you go. Maybe you go to a prayer group, a men's group, a women's group. Uh, those aren't in there. So those eight hours that are really left over, I mean, I think gone. that th those are gone. And, and most likely many of us, me included, I, I probably get close to 49 hours a week of sleep, but probably less than that, you know, because you put in all these other things. Mm -hmm. So boom, it, your 168 hours eaten up like that. And if you don't have anything on the calendar for you and your spouse, guess what? Week by week by week by week, it's just going to go by. It's just going to go by unless you, unless you're going to be intentional about your calendar with your spouse. Absolutely. And you know, it, when you don't invest in your marriage, when you keep saying, you know, well, someday, you know, when the stars align, when the kids don't have activities, when, you know, I get a break from work, when, when all these things, if we keep saying that, it's never going to happen. It's not because without investing in your marriage, let me tell you what is going to happen, right? You're going to start to feel that distance. Some of you are right now listening to this going, Elisa, check. I've got that. Some of you are going to start to realize that resentment and bitterness are creeping into your interactions. They're creeping into how you think about your spouse. You know, for some of you, the little things that didn't used to be a big deal get to be a really, really big source of irritation. Mm -hmm. That's how I know when Tony, and, sure. when Tony yeah. and I have disconnect, right? Because he'll, you know, and I do it too. We get snippy with each other. We totally do. We, we both, we have become, um, we've become very attuned to the snippiness that begins to happen between us. And then we're, we, we both sort of take a little check and going, wait a minute, what's been happening and what hasn't been happening? Mm -hmm. Snippiness, snarkiness, uh, whatever you want to call comments, it. comments, you know, back it, talk. It, it's usually a sign that you have a lack of connection. Right. And, and the, the last thing that really starts to happen in this whole, like what happens if we don't invest in our marriage, some of you wake up and you're like, or go to bed and you're asking yourself, why did I even decide to marry this person? And the truth is we've been there, done that, have, you know, more than enough, you know, notches on the wall to say, yeah, we've been down that road. And, and what we don't ever stop to realize is that anything that we want to last takes, uh, requires of us making an investment right? The, the things that we want to last in life, we have to do something to make them last. Here, here's the biggest fallacy in marriage. And we have to break it, folks, is that we get married and then do nothing and expect everything to be perfect and great. Believe me, I, I was there as well, thinking that, hey, as long as we're just together, everything's just going to work its way out. 
21 years later, had I been down that road that I believed in so many years ago, honestly, there wouldn't be the One Extraordinary Marriage show. There just wouldn't be. Well, there probably wouldn't be a Tony and a Lisa. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to is because we probably would have been divorced by now. We learned some time ago, specifically right around our 11th anniversary, that we had to put some time and effort into this thing we call marriage to make it strong and vibrant and alive. And it's been 10 years of journey, of going through it together, willing to fight for each other and one another, that we are where we are today. But it's taken some work. It's taken some effort. And it's taken some planning on our parts, Mm -hmm. sacrifices on our parts. You know, in each day learning, each month learning, each year growing. Absolutely. Because, you know, think about it, right? You want your, you want your finances, your retirement to grow. What do you have to do? You need to actually invest your time in making sound investments. You have to invest your dollars in making that grow. If you want to, you know, thinking about your long-term health, you need to invest your time in exercise and nutrition, and you actually have to put forth the effort to move your body. Doesn't just happen. Well, that's called couch potato. That doesn't, that's not called health. Or what about advancing your career, right? You invest your time, you get continuing education, you get more training, you put forth effort. And yet, thanks to Hollywood and the New York Times bestseller list, of which I, I'm not coming down on them, it's just that because of how relationships are portrayed in the media, we get to this point where we think we don't have to invest, We don't have to spend time on this relationship because, well, you know, poof, in two hours, you know, all good. And, you know, 200 pages, all good. But the fact of the matter is, is that those things actually to get created take a ton of resources. And we need to adopt that mindset to come into our marriages to say, you know what? I I need to, I need to take action here right? It's the reason that the one family hashtag this year is what can I do? Because we're not here to create marriages that are just going to be ho-hum. We're not here to create marriages that are just going to be okay. Each and every week and with all the resources in the one family, we come alongside of you and equip you to create the extraordinary. Say, let the rest of the world do ordinary. But what we are putting forth here, what we want to share with you as we t- start talking about like where to find this time is to equip you to step up and be a world changer starting in your marriage, right? To step up and say, you know what? I'm going to get involved in this relationship that I committed to because I committed to it for the long term, not for the here and now, not just for the here and now, right? And so, you know, as we're talking about this and we're just talking about, you know, this fresh new year, Don't forget that if you're setting new goals in your business, it can be difficult to reach them without the right people on your team. And ZipRecruiter has transformed how you go about finding them. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash one. So we want to talk about those things that you can do now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Not tomorrow, not someday, not when you feel like it. In fact, I just need to address the whole, well, when I feel like it, I'll start doing something. Yes. I say we do address that because it's a, it's a big one. Every single one of my coaching clients has heard me say, if you wait for your feelings to change, nothing will change because your feelings are fickle. Watch a two-year-old with an ice cream cone. One minute they're happy, the minute the ice cream cone starts to melt and like runs down their hand and falls off, they're screaming. If you have teenagers, it's the same principle. 
right? Emotions up and down. Don't wait for your emotions to change. Start taking different actions to create a different response, both in yourself and in your marriage, right? Yeah, let your actions precede your feelings Mm -hmm. because your feelings aren't going to change unless you start doing something. And I want to bring up this story because this is, this was a huge turnaround for me in my own life. And and with Elisa and the way I viewed Elisa after looking at pornography for so long, I had a very distorted view of women and what they were to look like. And I believe that God gave me Elisa and she, he, 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 he honestly brought her into my life, even when we are so far away from God and didn't even believe in God. But I believe he brought her into my life. But after those years of looking at pornography with the distorted view, he put upon me that looking at Elisa, make sure that I say my beautiful wife, Mm -hmm. my beautiful wife. And by doing that, I didn't see it yet. That's what I'm saying, guys and gals. I didn't see it yet. I didn't see Elisa as beautiful like when we first got together. The, the, The mind was distorted But over the years, continuously calling her my beautiful wife, Elisa, 21 years into this thing, right now, I see her more beautiful than ever. And she'll even say as of today, I mean, just wanting to be around her and touch her and and hug her and hold her and just the excitement I get to see her walking into the room, that is because I was willing to put the action before Mm -hmm. the feeling because the feelings weren't there. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to call her beautiful multiple times, many times to the point now where the feeling followed. Absolutely. And, you know, as we talk about the actions that you're going to do, you know, first things first, you have to know what your priorities are and where you're spending your time. You got to know it, right? It doesn't just, doesn't just poof think, you know, it's, it's actually, it's so important that we actually created a challenge for the position of the month club members this year, or not this year, this month to say, you know what, do a time on it. We created worksheets for them to be able to do so. And, and, you know, for all of you that are listening, you're like, what's the position of the month club? Right. And you're like, where do I find out more about this? I want to encourage you to join the position of the month club this month to get the worksheets, right. To be able to do this time on it. There's actually a whole priority worksheet there because here's the thing. It's so important. We made it January's activity. Yeah. And you can learn more about the position of the month club at positionofthemonthclub.com. It's fantastic. I mean, we, we give you a position paper. We give you that marriage inspiration, um, workbook or worksheet each month where you can dive in and, and look at different areas of your marriage and take it to that next level. So go learn all about it there. Plus we have our Facebook community group. I mean, it's a, it's an awesome group of people all over the world, you know, diving in. We do a monthly call just with our members. We bring on experts there. So again, go check it out. You can learn more at positionofthemonthclub.com. So once you've actually jumped into position of the month club or you've sat down and had the conversation actually written down, you know, what are my priorities? That's when you need to start making some decisions because we're talking about where do you find those precious moments? Right. And some of those, the first set of decisions that you need to make are what do you need to say no to so that you can say yes to your spouse? Right. Like Tony said, Tony, 21 years ago, we got married. We said, I do to one another. And those words I do, let me translate that for each and every one of you. That means that you're going to do those things that allow you to say yes to your spouse. That that's what I do means. I do means yes to the one that you said, I love you forever and ever. 
right? So you've got, you've got to be able to say no to those things that are going to distract you that are going to create disconnect. And I'm going to say this to any of you. If you are addicted pornography, male, female, husband, wife, it, it, it's, it's rampant. That is one of those things that distracts you. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, if you're viewing, if you're reading erotica, you know, if you're starting to t- drink a little too much, if to have a conversation with your spouse means you got to down a half a bottle or a bottle of wine, those are things that are beginning to distract you physically, mentally get help, mm-hmm. please don't, don't go another year. Don't go another year going through it, trying to, trying to make everything right with your spouse. And yet there's, there's some hurt inside, you know, what can I do right now? I could probably check myself into somewhere mm-hmm. where I can get healthy and clean. Maybe, maybe opiates, maybe there's drug use, abuse, it, it, maybe anger is a big thing that's just, that's just eating you alive because every single time your spouse says something, you're blowing up, you, you, you're frustrated. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's, you know, some friends, bad friends that are just, they, they need to be cut off. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever it is that may be distracting you from being the, the person you said I do to, it's time. Don't, don't go through this year again, folks, with that on you. Absolutely. And, and so that's, those are the things that you're saying no to right? To create more margin, to be able to, to have space for your spouse. The other thing that you need to look at, cause it's always a twofold. You got to look at what you need to say yes to, right? Is that more date nights? Is that actually having date nights? Right. And, and just as a little side note on the whole date night thing, I was talking to some coaching clients the other day and we started having the thought of, if you want to do a fun date night, start with sex and then go to the movie because then you can discuss the movie at dinner to wrap up the evening. And then you're not worried about, am I going to be too tired or too full to have sex? Just reverse the order. Or if it's a, if you're having date at night, have morning sex, man, wake up a little early before the kids do. We were just talking about this in position of the month club, 5 a.m. Wake up, initiate sex, have a good time in the morning, end it with a, with a beautiful evening together. Absolutely. Just, so just, just kind of, don't be afraid to change up your date nights. And, and, and here's something else with sex too and, and that we've done, and we, we should do this again though too, is in the morning, have sex or even extended foreplay where you bring yourself, both of each other, almost, almost. to ejaculation or orgasm and then stop. It's tough. I'm telling you guys, it is tough. And yet the experience of coming back together later on in the day and then finishing is mind blowing. So trust me, you'll find time to reconnect. You, you will yeah, take a shower before you got to go to, uh, to date night. There you go. Absolutely. You know, maybe you need to do more walk and talks, right? You need to carve out that time to just get some fresh air to, to get out and be able to talk side by side, walking around your neighborhood, walking on the beach, walking in the park, maybe like Tony make a commitment to it. Yes. That, that again, calendar. That, get it on that calendar. For us, for Elise and I, we're, we're really paying attention and being diligent on our Sunday mornings to do that. So you'll see like on our, our Insta stories, you'll see us walking typically on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. along the beach here in San Diego at one of our beaches and just enjoying those moments together. A couple of weeks ago, we got to, saw, we got to see some gray whales mm-hmm. headed north. I think they were heading north on the coast, yeah. but be intentional about it. Make it happen. And the last thing that Tony mentioned, and this is... This, I would say, should be a requirement for every couple is the weekly coffee break. I'm telling you, making that one hour to discuss the business, to provide the feedback loop, to do all of that and just say, you know, we're just going to we're just going to connect. 
Get that on the calendar, guys. When you've got a built-in feedback loop, when you've got time to talk through all the logistics of the week, nobody's feeling like, oh, I didn't know, right? Nobody's going, oh my gosh, this was like, you didn't tell me, right? So so when you start to say no to the things that have taken you out of the marriage, right? The things that have caused disconnect, you have so much more capacity so much more time to say yes to your spouse and those things that will build the marriage. Here's the thing. It's totally and completely your choice. But I need to be really clear here. You can't ever recover the time that you've wasted. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. And so if you're looking at the months ahead and you're like, well, how do I make my marriage better? What do I do to create the extraordinary in my marriage? Let me tell you something. Start investing in it. Invest in, you know, the time that you're obviously already invested because you're listening to the podcast. That's good. You've invested 30 minutes this week in listening to the podcast. Invest in those resources that are going to build the two of you to have an extraordinary 2018. Because remember, it all comes back to one question. What can I do? Yeah. And and like we said at the beginning of the show, we were giving you some numbers there of how much screen time and TV time and all that jazz Doing that time inventory that you can pick up in the position of the month club is key because all you need to do, you need to find one or two hours more a week to spend on each other and the extraordinary can happen. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what happens has happened in mine and Elisa's life by just finding an extra two hours, getting off our phones, getting off the TV. I'm not saying TV is bad. You know, if you're going to cuddle and have some naked cuddle time in front of the TV, go for it. But overall... Use that time inventory to find the time in your guys' schedule to connect at a deeper level. We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week as you look over how much time you're spending on other things instead of each other and then making the commitment to find ways to spend that time together. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.